When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of Terror Radio Podcast, where we are, okay, you know the whole spiel. As I said, this is a bonus episode I decided to do tonight because I can. This is Keith, aka the Radio Show Nerd, and the two radio series featured tonight are Inner Sanctum and Lights Out. The radio play from Inner Sanctum is entitled Murder Comes at Midnight and the radio story from Lights Out is entitled Murder Castle. Now Murder Comes at Midnight holds a special place in my heart because it was the very first radio show cassette I bought with my own money at the age of 11 in 1981 and it first broadcasted on September 9th, 1946. Murder Castle first aired on February 16th 1938. I also just realized that both of these stories features actress Mercedes McCambridge. Some of you may know her from the movies All the King's Men, Johnny Guitar, and Giant. And I recently discovered that she was the voice of the demon Pazuzu from the movie The Exorcist. Now, you know the drill. Sit back. Turn down the lights and listen to Inner Sanctum, immediately followed by Lights Out. Good evening, Creep. Tonight, your mystery playhouse presents Inner Sanctum. friends of the inner sanctum. This is your host inviting you in through the squeaking door. Ah, I just left a friend of mine. He runs an all-night billiard academy near the cemetery. As after midnight, he uncovers the ghoul table. But no rough stuff in his place. Now, he settles all arguments by arbitration. Simply lifts a shroud and points out they haven't a leg to stand on. Believes the old motto that a fiend in need is a fiend indeed. <laughs> now, dust off the edge of your chair, because that's where you'll be sitting for the rest of this half hour, and listen to Murder Comes at Midnight. This is the story of how one average family, even as yours and mine, spent a quiet night at their rented country house. A night of terror. As I said, the Cannings were just an average family. Harry was 29 and worked as a sound engineer for a broadcasting studio in the city. Ethel was 27 and had been a schoolteacher before she was married. Now she was kept pretty busy between writing the great American novel and taking care of Judy, her seven-year-old daughter. 
This was the first year they had rented a house in the country for the summer. And Ethel didn't take much to the idea of being alone even. At first, I didn't know what it was that woke me. Perhaps it was because I was expecting Harry. He phoned that he was working overtime. He wouldn't be home till after midnight. I didn't like the idea of his driving 60 miles from this city at that hour. Or maybe it was just because I wasn't used to being alone with Judy in the old house. I got out of bed. I opened the connecting door to Judy's room. She was sleeping. Quietly. I closed the door softly. Went across to my window. Something had awakened me. What? Was it a sound I heard in my sleep? Or... Or was it a premonition? I looked out the window. The night was dark with a thousand secrets. Harry should have been home by this time. My watch showed a few minutes after 12. Maybe he'd had an accident. Maybe that's why I awakened. Some sort of telepathy. And then I saw the headlights. It was Harry. He was turning in our road. The headlights bathed me for a moment as he swung into our driveway. Everything was all right then. I'll be right down, Harry. Breathlessly, I raced downstairs to let him in. I was so happy I could cry. It was only then I realized what tension I'd been under, all because of my silly fears. I unlocked the door quickly. Oh, Harry, I was so worried. Sorry to bother you so late, miss. Had an accident with my car. Oh, I... I thought you were my husband. Oh, sorry to disappoint you. Oh, no, no, I'm afraid you can't come in. My husband isn't home yet. Well, it won't be for long. Oh, oh my heavens, you're hurt. It's your arm. Uh, hurt in the accident. Afraid it's broken. Oh, you poor man. Here, sit down. Yeah. Sit down right here. Well, that's better. Here. Your arm's so limp. Do you really think it's broken? I can't tell. It's kind of numb. Oh, dear, I feel so helpless. I don't know what to do. I I took a first aid course during the war, but I don't remember a thing. Now, maybe I better call Dr. Schultz. Oh, please, don't go to the trouble. There's no trouble. The phone's right here. I said no doctor. But it's all Put right. Put down I... that phone, please. I don't understand. Maybe you understand this. A gun? Put the phone down. Who are you? I'll ask the questions from now on. Your name's Canning, isn't it? How did you know? Name's on the door, isn't it? Oh. What kind of phone is there? What do you mean? Party line? No, it's a private wire. Uh, can you dial or do you have to ask the operator for the number? No, you just dial. Good. Uh, push the phone over here to this side of the table. Who were you going to call? The phone, please. You'd better get out of here before my husband comes home. <laughs> oh, how do you think he'd make out in an argument with this? Oh. The phone. Thank you. Now step back a little. That's good. Good. I have to put this gun down while I make my call. It's on the mind. But you understand that I can pick it up faster than you could reach it from there, don't you? Yes, I understand. I see. We'll get along all right. Oh, operator... 
Get me Plaza 99970. Yeah, I'm hurry, please. Oh, this is uh, 864. Please. After your phone call, you get out. Before my husband comes home. He's late already. <laughs> you wouldn't turn an injured man out of your house in the middle of the night. Oh, hello. Glenda? <laughs> That's right. I had a little trouble. I hurt my arm. Look, I think you'd better come up here. Yeah, and bring Fred and Doc Stetson along. No, no, no. It's fine. Don't be any trouble. I'm a guest of some very good friends up here. Canning's the name. Or you drive up Highway 26 through a court and turn right when you pass the first gas station. Uh-huh. It's just a mile from there. You ought to be here by 6 in the morning. There'll be a light in the downstairs window. Right, Linda. It'll be in the morning. You can't stay here all night. You've got Shut to Shut up. Um. What's that over there? Radio? Yes. Pretty big. It's a sending and receiving set. Harry built it himself. He's a radio engineer. Hmm. Can you get shortwave police calls? Yes. Turn it on. But I don't... Turn it on. No. Well, getting brave, huh? I don't think you'd dare to shoot me. It would be murder. They'd send you to the chair. Now you get out of here. You call your friends and tell them to beat you someplace else. Now there, I've opened the door. Now get out. <laughs> Worried about your husband, aren't you? Afraid of what'll happen to him if he comes home now, huh? I want you to go away. And if you don't go now, I'll run out and scream for help. There are other houses in this neighborhood and somebody will hear me. Oh, go ahead and run. What? I won't shoot you. You won't? I don't have to. What do you mean? You wouldn't dare to run out and uh, leave your kid upstairs. That little red-headed kid with a cute curl. Judy. How do you know I have a daughter? Easy. A doll carriage over there. How do you know she has red curls? Maybe I guessed it. And her name, too? Turn on that radio. All right. All cars must be searched. Every passenger positively identified. Officers are warned to exercise extreme caution. Though believed to be wounded, he's armed and dangerous. I will repeat, Arnie Bishop, known as the gentleman killer, escaped from custody on board the Allegheny Limited at 11 o'clock while being escorted to the death house at the state prison. He's thought to be heading north in the direction of the Now you know who I am. Arnie Bishop. You're Arnie Bishop. How many rooms in this house? Six. Fine, fine. My friends and I will stay here for a few days. We'll make a fine hideout. What will you do when my husband comes home? Don't worry about him. Now, suppose we go in the kitchen, then you can make me something to eat. Wait. Huh? Why did you choose this house to come to? This house of all of it. Can't you guess? Yes, I think so. How did you know Judy's name? 
and about the color of her hair. Ah, you're getting warm. My husband, Harry, Harry told you. Ah, you know you're pretty smart. Oh, please, don't you have any pity at all? Tell me what you did to Harry. He's not hurt much. I just tapped him on the head. He picked me up on the road, gave me a lift. I pumped him, found out all about this house and about you and you. Then I knocked him out and kept going. It was pretty tough driving with one hand, but I made it. Where's Harry now? In the back of the car. He can't get loose. I'm going out to... Stay where you are. But Harry's hurt. I can't leave him out there alone. About this little red-headed kid of yours, sir. Where did she sleep? Upstairs? You wouldn't... You wouldn't hurt her. Better stay here if you want to make sure. Oh, no. That's better. <laughs> now, suppose we have something to eat. Now let's return to the little white shingled house on the hill where Ethel Canning is entertaining her uninvited guest, Arnie Bishop. You know, he's a pretty courageous guy for an ex-convict. But then maybe he has the courage of his convictions. <laughs> but Arnie isn't so smart, you know, tangling with a red-headed gal. He ought to recall that old ditty. How's it go? Beware of a girl with deep red hair. A man is safer in the electric chair. But who can tell how a tale will end not in a sanctum? Let's join them in the kitchen. Mmm. Well, excellent bacon and eggs. I'm sure my friends will like cooking when they come. More coffee? Yes, please. Careful. Oh. I was only reaching for the coffee cup. <laughs> I thought you might have ideas about grabbing this. There's your coffee. Hmm. What time is it? Twenty after two. Uh-huh. Three and a half hours to go before my friends get here. How will they get through the roadblock? Oh, you'll leave it to them. Oh. What's that? That's the telephone. It's in the living room. You better get to it. Oh, you don't let go of that gun. <laughs> I shouldn't have tried that. What are you going to do? Answer that telephone first. Get going. Yes. Anybody in the habit of calling you at this hour? No. All right, answer it. But be careful what you say. Hello? Yes, this is Mrs. Canning. Oh. This is for you. Oh. All right. Lay the receiver down on the table and walk away. That's far enough. Don't try anything. Hello? Linda? Wait, did you get started yet? Oh, where are you? What? Roadblock. Well, you, you've got to get through. I need Doc Stetson. You, you've got to make it, Linda. I can't stay awake forever. All right, all right. Do your best. Call me back later. Oh. What's the matter, Mr. Bishop? Are your friends falling down on you? Shut up. I've got to think. Oh, you don't have anything to worry about, Mr. Bishop. Aren't you a guest of the Cannings in the little white shingled house a mile off Highway 26 north of Accord? Oh, you can be sarcastic, too. Oh, huh? I wouldn't dare be sarcastic to you, Mr. Bishop. Especially when you have that gun. 
And with my husband unconscious in the car, and you threatening to harm my child, oh, no. No, you still hold all the cards, Mr. Bishop, and you're such a big, strong, brave man. What are you trying to do, get me mad enough to kill you? Aren't you going to kill me anyway? What makes you think that? Because you're a killer by instinct, Mr. Bishop. It's easier for you to kill than to do anything else. I wonder why you didn't murder my husband instead of just knocking him out. Was it because you thought you might need him? Well, you're not afraid of me anymore. No, I'm not. No, I just realized. I can't afford to be afraid. What? I'm a woman fighting for her family, for Harry and Judy. And I've got to use all my wits against you. I can't afford to be afraid. You've got some scheme in that crazy little brain of yours. Yes, Mr. Bishop, I have. I think I've found a chink in your armor. You're a coward. Me? Yes, you. You're the one who's afraid now. Your friends aren't coming. You have a wound in your arm that needs treatment, and you know you can't trust me. You don't dare close your eyes, even for five minutes. And you may have to stay here for several days. How do you like the prospect of staying awake night and day, watching me every minute of the time, afraid that you might drop off to sleep at any minute? Oh, that's how you figure it, huh? Maybe you better kill us all right now, Mr. Bishop. That would be easy, wouldn't it? Just three bullets. Then you wouldn't have to worry about watching anyone. That's an excellent idea, Mrs. Canning. Yes. But then you'd have other things to worry about. Such as? This is Saturday morning. The milkman will come to collect for the week's milk. The neighbors will stop by to ask if I want my marketing done. And what will you do? Skulk in the cellar while they ring the doorbell? Yeah. And then there's the police. What about the police? They'll surely search this part of the country. They'll be making inquiries at all the houses. Do you want them to find the car outside? With Harry in it? <laughs> oh. You figured all the angles, huh? You know, you're pretty smart, Mrs. Canny. I think you're even smarter than Linda. But you forget one thing. Yes? You forget that little girl upstairs. What do you mean? Come along and I'll show you. Upstairs. You stay away from Judy. <laughs> oh! Maybe you think you've got everything figured out, but I'm still the boss. Oh, Gun muscle hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> now, shall we go upstairs? <laughs> so you think Arnie Bishop is licked, huh? Judy's room. What are you going to do to her? Which is Judy's room? Or are you going to make me open all the doors to find her? It's that one. Uh, all right, let's go in. Are you first, Mrs. Canning? I warn you, if you hurt You Judy. first, Mrs. Canning. Please. Please don't wake her. Oh, very pretty child. How peaceful she looks. And innocent. Ain't all childhood the best time of life. It's almost a pity to grow up out of it. You couldn't. You couldn't hurt her. Oh, I assure you, Mrs. Canning, I won't lay a hand on her. Oh, no. Not on a beautiful child like that. No. But, um, I've got to protect myself. Let's see. That's the connecting door to your room, isn't it? Yes. There's a key in the door. Lock it, please. Now give me the key. Thank you. Now we'll go out the way we came in. 
Oh, take the key out of this door, too. Thanks. You first. Now, we'll lock this door on the outside. There you are. Everything's set. You just want to make sure she doesn't get out? Yeah, something like that. Now, will you pull the mattress and sheets off your bed and bring them out here, please? Are you going to sleep in front of her door? Do as I say. All right. I'll help you. I don't understand. Why do you want to sleep out here? Norm. Uh, everything just the way I want it. The mattress against Judy's door. But you can't sleep on it that way, half up against the door. I didn't say I was going to sleep on it. Oh, what are you going now, to Mrs. do? Mrs. Canning, we'll see if you can figure out how to beat this angle. What would happen if I were to put a match to this mattress and bedding? This whole floor would be in flames in five minutes. With both doors locked. <laughs> Judy wouldn't have much of a chance, would oh, she? Oh, no! <laughs> Still think Arnie Bishop is licked, Mrs. Canning? Oh, no. You're right about one thing, Mrs. Canning. I am in the corner. With this bum arm, I've got no chance of running if the police come. So if they do, and if I'm cornered, I'll set a match to this mattress and fight them off till the whole house is just a bunch of rubble with Judy in it. <laughs> you uh, understand me thoroughly, Mrs. Canning. Yes. Uh, so it's up to you to see that the police don't come. You're going to lie for me, Mrs. Canning, and you're going to cheat for me, and you're going to kill for me if necessary, because... I always have a match ready. Now, do you still feel like trying any tricks? I'll do whatever you say. More like it. Now, the first thing you have to do, go downstairs and run that car into the garage. Get it out of the way. But don't touch your husband. Don't even look in the back of the car. I'll be watching, understand? Yes. Ah, glad we understand each other at last. Let's go. I'll be standing right here in the driveway, so don't try any space. I won't. Remember, I'm watching. Harry. Harry, dear, can you hear me? Harry? Still unconscious. There's blood on his head. Yes, I'm coming. You did take a look at him, didn't you? No, no. All right. No. All right, come inside. Ah, beautiful night, isn't it? It'll be morning soon. What time is it? Almost six. The milkman should be here soon. Oh. Well, here's where you start lying for me. After you, madam. Now, I'm going to sit right here in this chair with my hand in my pocket. And in my hand's the gun. Understand? Yes. There, there, that's the milkman. You'll tell him I'm your cousin just visiting here for a few days. He'll wonder why you're up so early. Let him wonder. 
Go on. Answer. Good morning, Mrs. Canning. I'm the new milkman on the route. Hope I didn't wake you up. Come in, please. Uh, that's two bottles of milk you wanted this morning and a bottle of cream. Yes, yes you can put them on the table. Yeah, right. Oh, this is my cousin. He's visiting us for a few days. Oh, how are you? Hello. You have my bill? Yeah, I got it right here in my pocket. Here. Hey, is that... That's right, Bishop. It's a gun. Sit still and take your hand out of your pocket very carefully. Okay, okay. You win. But how come a milkman with a gun? I, uh... <laughs> I borrowed this coat from the regular milkman. I'm Sergeant Wright, State Police. What? State Police? Uh, how did you know I was here? Mrs. Canning told us. She? Well, how? I, I didn't let her out of my sight. She broadcasted to us. Broadcast? Yes. Over this set, Mr. Bishop. Yeah. Remember the speech I made you? You didn't know what had come over me. I was really talking to the state police over the short wave. Don't you remember I told you that this was a sending and receiving set that my husband built it? And when I turned off the short wave signals, I turned the switch to sending. And then I hoped, I just hoped my message would get through. I didn't think you were smart enough. And I thought I had you scared stiff. You uh, look like the kind who would scare easy. Oh, I am, Mr. Bishop, I am. But I warned you. This was a time when I couldn't afford to be scared. Determined man can always get what he goes after. You remember Bishop tried to get free board and lodging for Ethel Canning. He finally got it all right, but not exactly where he wanted it. You know, as a matter of fact, Bishop was the type of man who should never have gone in for murder. Oh, too many risks. He should have specialized in arson. That's always a surefire undertaking. <laughs> that was your host, Raymond Edward Johnson, closing the door on Inner Sanctum, tonight's performance in the Mystery Playhouse. It's late, Creed, so good night. Sleep tight. <laughs> Over and over again. Such a young and pretty girl. 
What could have driven her out of her mind like that, I ask you? Revenge, 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 revenge. I'm looking for a Mr. Henry Stewart, if you please. Oh, oh, you mean about the advertisement? Yes, that's right. I got here as soon as I could. That's all right, that's all right. As long as you got here, that's all that matters. Come in, come in. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, just uh, put your suitcase down there. It'll be all right. Thank you. Oh. Now, if you come right this way. Thank you. Just step in here, Miss... Uh... Malone. Ella Malone. Oh, yes, of course. Miss Malone. Now then, you'll have a chair, please. Oh, thank you. Ah, there we are. Now then, Miss Malone, uh, to be perfectly frank with you, I wasn't quite expecting you today. Oh, I'm truly sorry, Mr. Stewart. But you see, I, I took the wrong train and I... Well, I had the hardest time finding the house. I do hope you'll forgive me. Of course, of course. Don't give it another thought. Promptness may be a virtue, but we all can't be virtuous, now can we? <laughs> now then, uh, you're here in answer to my advertisement. Yes, sir. You wrote me. Oh, yes, yes, it would. You're the young lady from... Uh... Uh, from Queensville. Oh, yes, Queensville. Uh, you uh, have my letter with you? Oh, yes, sir. Right here, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now then, uh, your friends know you came here, of course. There's no one very much interested, Mr. Stewart. Oh, oh, oh. oh, come now. A pretty young girl like you, no young bows, and so on, so on. No, sir, there's no one. I mean, sir, you can depend on me to give all my attention to my work. Very commendable, very commendable indeed. My work, as I wrote you, is entirely confidential. My philanthropies are, to a great extent, entirely sub No fuss, no feathers. You understand what I mean? Oh, yes, sir. As my secretary, my affairs will be entirely in your hands. My checking account, my finances, and so on, so on. Entirely in your care. I understand, sir. It's uh, quite a responsibility, and uh, you're quite a young woman. And as I wrote you, the bank... Oh, oh yes, sir, I understand. Uh, the bond, I brought the money for it. Three hundred dollars. I've got it right here, sir. Oh, fine, fine. That's very businesslike, yes, indeed. Uh, I'll give you a receipt, and there we'll be. Uh, Mr. Stewart. Yes? Oh, my pen. Oh, oh yes, I mean, here we are. Uh, my money. Uh, will I get it back from the bank any time I leave your employ... I mean, when you want me to? Hmm? Oh, uh, yes, of course, of course. Uh, now then, here we are. Received of Miss Nellie Malone. Ella. Oh, yes, of course, Ella. Memory isn't quite what it used to be. <laughs> That's why I need a good secretary. I'm very good at remembering things. Oh, you are, you are. Now then, we are. Guess this receipt is in good order. Received of Miss Ella Malone, $300 to be deposited with the Merchants Bank as surety bond and to be returned to said Ella Malone upon request. There's my signature. Now then, how's that? I'm sure that'll do very well, sir. <laughs> now uh, then... Uh, you have got my receipt, but I... Uh... Oh, oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Oh, of course, I have it right here. I am sorry. Oh, well, I understand the excitement of your trip. Here it is, Mr. Stewart. You see, I had it already in an envelope. Now, if you're open... Oh, no, no, not at all, not at all. Bank can do that when I send it to them in the morning. Now, uh, 
just put your purse down there, and I'll show you through your new home. Yes, Mr. Stewart. Now, we'll go right up these stairs. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, you find I have quite a place here. Three stories high, and every inch of it my own design. Rather dark. Oh, oh, careful now, careful. Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> Mustn't hurt yourself. <laughs> Hardly the way to start a new job, is it? Oh, <laughs> oh, now then, here we are. Got a nice room for you, very nice. Fact of the matter is, you can choose any room on this floor. But, Mr. Stewart, your daughters... Daughters? Yes, won't they object? You said anything. Oh, yes. Yes, my daughters. I did write to you about them, didn't I? Yes, you did. Uh, well, never mind about them. They're upstairs studying. <laughs> now, right here. I suggest that you take this room, at least for the night. Whatever you say, Mr. Stewart. Uh, get the light on here. There we are. Nice, isn't it? Uh, I- I've never had such a large room. If you've got one a little smaller... On the contrary, my dear Miss Malone, you'll find this one small enough. Perhaps a little too small. <laughs> yes, indeed. Entirely too small. But, Mr. Stewart, locking the door. Mr. Stewart, why did you... Mr. Stewart, why did you lock the door? Mr. Stewart? Mr. Stewart, why have you shut me in here? Mr. Stewart, please, please answer me. Mr. Stewart, please let me out of here. Mr. Stewart, please let me out of here. Yes, yes, Miss Nord. There's no doubt in my mind at all that you're the very person I want to employ as my housekeeper. I'm very glad to hear that, Mr. Stewart. Of course, the matter of being housekeeper of a place as large as mine calls for definite qualities, you understand, of course. I'll just do my best, sir. Well, one certainly can't ask for more than that, no, indeed. Your wife, maybe she'd like to talk to me? My wife? Oh, yes, of course. I wrote you about my wife, didn't I? Yes, sir. Uh, well, my wife is out shopping. As soon as she returns, you will meet her. I'm sure she'll find your recommendations as satisfactory as I did. Makes me very happy. I've always wanted to work in a fine house. Uh, now, uh, about money. Oh, any salary you want to pay me, Mr. Judy, it's, it's all right. I just want a chance to show you how good I can do your work. Very commendable, yes, indeed, very commendable. But uh, we must agree on a salary. I'm the sort of man who has respect for money and expects a similar respect in others. Oh, yes, and speaking of money, you'll be wanting to open a new bank account, I suppose. Bank account? Yes, it's my principle that everyone employed by me should have a savings account. Bill's character. I'll open an account for you in the morning. You can transfer any other bank accounts you have back in your hometown up to my bank. Convenience, you know. Oh, no, sir. I haven't got that. Hmm? I haven't any money in the bank back home. I, I took it all out. Oh, oh. It wasn't much anyway. What was left of father's insurance money after my mother died. Oh, yes, yes. Um, well, now then, supposing you leave all your things here and uh, we'll go look over the house, hmm? That'll be very nice. Yeah, uh, right through this door. I'd be glad to be working in such a big house. Right this way. Oh, yes, yes, quite an establishment here. Designed it all myself. I work hard, Mr. Stewart. Oh, yes, yes, I'm certain you will. Now then, right down these stairs. I'll uh, show you everything downstairs first. You have a washing machine? Huh? Oh, yes, 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 everything modern, everything convenient. High, wide basement. There you are. Now, watch yourself. It's uh, just a little dark down here this time of day. Oh, it is a big basement, all right. 
could hang up plenty of washing down here. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Now, if you'll just come this way. You... You building something down here? Building? Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Always building, always changing, always remodeling. Change, 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 change. My hobby, always changing things. Hard to keep clean? Now, now, don't you worry about that. Everything will be cleaned up in short order. The bags of sand and concrete, concrete mixer, everything will be out of the way. It won't bother you at all. No, not at all. <laughs> now, right this way. You... You're making more room? Oh, yes, yes, indeed. With nice, clean, concrete floors. Here. Look at this one. Kind of dark. Oh, come on, come on, get closer. All my own work. You see, the floor is still wet. <laughs> I like concrete, don't you? Yes, it, it is clean. Yes, covers everything. You know how deep that concrete is? Three feet deep. Yes, ma'am, three feet deep. And I just poured it an hour before you honored me with your presence. Three feet. That'll make a mighty thick slab of stone, won't it, Miss Nord? Thick enough to cover you. Uh. Ah, yes, indeed. A fist at the point of the jaw is still a most effective soporific. Uh. Oh, you're quite a light woman, my dear Miss Nord. Up you go, and in you go. Face down. What an unusual bed you lie in, Miss Nord. Sinking down and down and down. And the concrete will harden. And I... Uh, I guess I will have to get myself a new housekeeper. Ladies and gentlemen, let's lean back now and relax for a moment. Let's take time out from tonight's amazing Lights Out story. The story of a strange, mysterious mansion and the one woman who entered those doors and was never seen alive again. Let's turn during this brief intermission to a much more everyday situation and a question that's much easier to answer. An angry girl is storming out of her friend's house. And her friend says, What can be wrong with Lucy these days? She crosses a bear and she's losing so much weight she looks terrible. She's just no fun anymore. Well, you know what that well-known nutrition authority says about how improper eating due to wartime living may cause a person to become deficient in vitamin B1 and iron and how you absolutely need enough of them to keep your right weight and energy. Well, I come to think of it, that was Ruth's trouble when she got so run down. So she took ironized yeast tablets. And you know how grand she looks and feels again now. Yes, friends. Any number of people who, due to vitamin B1 and iron shortage, were losing weight, losing strength and energy and interest in life, tell how ironized yeast tablets help them regain glorious pep and strength and needed pounds. So if you're short vitamin B1 and iron, don't wait. Go to your druggist this very night and say, A bottle of ironized yeast tablets, please. And now back to our Lights Out story of... Murder Castle. Hello? Hello? Hello, is this the employment agency? This is Mr. Stewart. Mr. Henry Stewart. I'm interested in employing a nurse for my child. Oh, uh, 
Uh, someone preferably unattached who can live here with my wife and myself. No, no, no. Just send me their names, addresses, and references and so on. I'll, I'll send you a check for the services. My address is 424 East 7th. Yes, that's right. Just their names and addresses. Yes, yes. I'll send you a check. Well, goodbye. Oh, yes, yes. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yes, yes, what is it? Is, is Mr. Stewart in? Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Won't you come in? Hi, Mr. Stewart. Thank you. Uh, you're answering in regard to... Uh... Mr. your position. You wrote me a letter. Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Uh, won't you step in here, please? Thank you. Now, you sit there, I'll sit here. We'll get better acquainted. Put your suitcase down there in the place, George. Now then, I'm afraid I didn't quite get your name. Ray. Betty Ray. You wrote me. Oh, yes, of course. I remember you distinctly. Uh, now then, you have my letter to you just to sort of refresh my memory on the circumstances, don't you know? Oh. Well, I'm sorry. Eh? I didn't bring it with me. Oh. Well, then, suppose you tell me a little more about yourself uh, and all that's happened. Mother and father see you off the train, I suppose. Oh, no, sir. It's, it's the way I wrote you, Mr. Stewart. I... I'm quite alone. Oh, yes. Well, but, uh, first there's the matter of the surety bond. I wrote to you about that, didn't I? Yes. Yes, you did. Ah, yes, I felt quite certain of that. Mr. Stewart, I was wondering... Yes? Have you had many secretaries? Why do you ask that? I want to know. Why do you ask that question? And what happens to them after you hire them? Tell me, what happens to them? Young woman, just who are you? My name is Betty Malone. Malone. Betty Malone. My sister Ella came here a month ago about a job. And I want to know where she is. Do you hear me? I want to know where she is. I, I don't think I quite know what you're talking about. Why do you lie to me? Why do you lie to me? She was here. She was. Oh, then what makes you so sure? A letter. You wrote her. The first one. I waited a whole month and then I came here. And as soon as I saw you, I thought something was wrong. And now I know there is. My sister Ella, where is she? You've got to tell me. What if I tell you again that I don't know what you're talking about? I I'll go to the police. They'll make you tell the truth. I know she came here. I know she did. <laughs> Why do you laugh? Why? Because you're being a very foolish young lady. Very foolish indeed. There's no need to get excited. <laughs> of course your sister's here. And very happy, too. She... She's here? Yes, yes. And very happy, too. So then take me to her. Please take me to her. All right, all right. No need to get excited. Of course, I'll take you to her. I intended to all along. I was just having a little joke with you. Is she all right? Is she all right? Of course, of course. Now then, come right along with me. Come right along with me. Along with me. Yes, yes, she's right up here. Been with me for over a month. Why didn't she write? Why didn't she tell me? I down this hall, and you can ask her that for yourself. This isn't a trick, is it? My dear young lady, <laughs> you have easily the most suspicious mind of anyone I've ever met. Why, I'm quite a helpless old man, and you always have recourse, as you put it, to the police. <laughs> there we are, right in this room. Now, go right in. All right. Wait, well, it's locked. Well, knock on the door and she'll open it for you. Ella? Ella, it's Betty. Let me in, darling, it's Betty. What do you know? Ella, please. It's Betty, your sister Betty. 
Well, now, she certainly is a tight sleeper. But she can't be sleeping. Open the door. Please open the door. All right, all right. No reason to get excited. Well, quickly, open the door, quickly. Oh, now, don't excite yourself needlessly. Well, I'll go ahead. You open the door. Hello, it's Betty. Hello, what? Now then, my dear Betty, we understand each other clearly, don't we? Bella. Dead. Nothing like a complete understanding now, is there? Bella. Dead. Oh, it wasn't so difficult. I shut the door, sealed it, and nature took care of the rest. Bella. Dead. She died quite easily. Much easier than others. Why? You mean, why do I do it? It's a very simple explanation, young woman. This is my business. Yes, yes, my business. Some men make their fortunes in stocks, some bonds, some in business. And this is my business. Why? 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 Why is any business conducted? Profit, my dear. And I've made quite a neat little profit. Oh, yes. And a very safe one, too. You're dead. Yes. And you're the very first to come wandering about looking for one of my uh, customers. The first. And I assure you, the last. Oh, yes. Thirty women have come in my front door. Thirty-one, including you and Ella. Uh, come on along. No. I'll tell you all about them. You'll find it most instructive. Yes, indeed. Now, come. Don't, don't hold my arm. Oh, but I must. These corridors, they twist and turn. Oh, yes, it's best I hold your arm. Get lost easily around this house. <laughs> my most interesting house. Where are you taking me? Yes, there were 30 before you. Most interesting array. I used to read the want ads in small town papers, and then I'd write letters. Oh, most interesting letters. I needed a secretary, a housekeeper, a nurse. Excellent salary. Unusual accommodation. Oh, how well, I knew this had happened. Indeed. And they brought all their worldly belongings with them, generally in a suitcase. Little here, little there. Oh, why sure it's been most profitable? Now, in this room, for example... No. No, don't open that door. No. Perhaps it would be better not to. The one in here came to be my housekeeper. Oh, let me see. How long ago was it? Oh, well, no matter. She came as a housekeeper, and after she went into a uh, retirement in that room... I found in her suitcase such interesting bonds. Why, I tell you, my eyes fairly popped right in my head. Oh, yes. It's the uncertainty that makes my little business so very fascinating. Killed 30 women. Now, let's go down a little way now, down here. Don't make me pull you along. Killed 30 women. It wasn't difficult. Most women are such fools, anxious to believe what they want to believe. They came here for life and you gave them death. Ah, you're the smart one. That's why I'm even bothering showing you my work. I never did the others. And showing you around won't do harm. You won't be talking long. Thirty women died. Now, in this room... Oh, uh, let me open it to show you. No. No, don't make me look. No, please don't. No. Oh, you see? There's no reason for excitement. Just an empty room. Uh, that's what she thought when she went in here. Then I pressed this button so. <laughs> and the floor flopped open as she stood on it, and down she went. Down, down, down. Guess into what? A pit of lime. Oh, oh, yes, I tried out so many different ways of killing them. You wonder why they'll never find me out? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I'm much too smart for all of them. Oh, not perfect crimes. No, nothing infantile. But just cleverness in choosing the women I do my business with and an equal cleverness in doing away with them. Yes, indeed. Now then, what was I telling you? Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Why, they'll never get me. Ella, seeing you, it's done things in my head. No, corpus delicti. 
And if there is one, no evidence of violence. Ah, there, that's the secret. Were you very frightened, Victor? Pearl of quicklime, there's no corpus delecti, to that I can tell you. <laughs> Not when you bury them in a slab of concrete. Ah, yes, that's the secret. I could only have been with you, little sister. Now, this room, let me show it to you. I, I think this will be your room, my dear. Oh, frightened? You see the door? Airtight, airtight, yes, indeed. I'll open it. Amazing sight, isn't it? No doors, no windows. I could have helped you, Ella. Now, I'll shut you up inside the room, then I'll close the door and press this button here like this. You hear that, little one? You hear that? Pumping, pumping, pumping. And guess what is pumping? Ella, Ella, my head. Air. You hear me? Pumping the air out of the room. Yes, that's clever, isn't it? <laughs> you breathe, and soon there'll be nothing there to breathe, and then you'll die. And the police do find your body, no mark of violence, nothing but asphyxiation. A most mysterious death, they'll say. In time, they'll decide it's all quite natural, embolism, heart attack. Oh, they'll think up a fancy name to clear their files. Yes, indeed, they always do. It isn't right for him to live with it, Now, first, off with the pump. Now, my dear, I think you'd better step inside quickly now so I can close the door and go about my other work. Quickly, I tell you. No, wait. Wait, wait for what? I want to give you something. What can you give me that doesn't belong to me already? This. Gun. Get in there. Get in that room. Gun. You had a gun in your purse all the time. I promise. I brought it for the man who... Ella. Get in there. No, 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 no. What are you going to... Get in there. I'll press the trigger. Get in there. I'll kill you. No, no, don't Get you. In. Don't. Uh, I'm an old harmless man. I was only fooling. I wouldn't hurt you for the world. Revenge. Right to revenge, isn't it, Ella? He said to press this button, Ella. The pump. It's running, Ella. Listen to it. It's killing him the way he killed you. It's right to revenge, isn't it, little sister? Fight to revenge. 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 that motor out there. You hear me? Shut off that motor. Pumping out the air. Pumping it out. The pipe. The air going out. I can't reach the pipe. Shut it off, you devil out there. Shut it off. It'll kill me. Kill me. It's getting thin already. Shut it off. I'll give you anything, anything you want. Shut off that pump. I can't die. I won't die. I'll tear the walls down. Let me out of here. Man's got the web here. Let me out. Let me out. Well, my ear. And the ear. Drums breaking. Blood in my mouth. My eyes. No air. Bleeding. Air. Give me air. Breath of air. Air. Revenge. 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 Yes, listen to her, Captain. Revenge. Over and over again. Revenge. Such a young and pretty girl. What could have driven her out of her mind crazy like that? What, I ask you? Revenge. 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 Revenge.
Strobler. And I suppose they all died happily ever after. You um, put things so sweetly, Mr. Martin. <laughs> the dark corners of the human mind are the deepest dark, I believe, of anything in the universe. Speaking of darkness, how would you like to turn back the pages of that nebulous stuff known as time to the Sakhalin of Tsarist Russia? Uh, you mean right now, Mr. Oblin? Oh, yeah. You know the answer to that as well as I do, Frank. It's always after you've had your say for Iron IG's. Remember, friends, if you're deficient in vitamin B1 and iron, if that's why you're so under par in weight and strength and energy, then get ironized yeast tablets right away. Now, of course, a rundown condition may be due to other causes. If in doubt, see your doctor. But if you're simply short vitamin B1 and iron, remember, ironized yeast has been so successful in such cases that it's sold on this no-risk, money-back basis. If you don't begin to eat better, to look and feel much stronger, peppier, and more alive, the cost of the first bottle will be refunded to you in full by Ironized Yeast, Box IY, Rahway, New Jersey. Now, uh, what is this about Sakhalin? Isn't that the Russian island up above Japan? Yes, but... Our story concerns itself only about the Sakhalin, or Sakhalin, which was used as an ed- an execution ground, and a, well, it was a sort of a macabre education ground, and a devil's island against the enemies of the Tsar. It's a strange story of man's inhumanity to man in one of the strangest places this world has ever known. But be with us again, as usual, next week. There's our show for tonight. I want to thank you all for listening. And remember, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash terror1970. Or you can look me up on Instagram at Radio Show Nerd or on Twitter at Radio Show Nerd 1. Again, this is your host, Keith, a.k.a. The Radio Show Nerd, signing off. <laughs>